combat divas. Stomp your left, right, left. Combat divas. Hey. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas Podcast. This your girl TG. And your girl Tanisha B. And we are back, 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 back for another episode. Uh, happy October. Yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like I say it every time we get back, but I feel like it's been a minute. <laughs> but it has been. Uh, we have been just busy working on several other projects for you guys and trying to get that done. Uh, the book, Shameless Plug. <laughs> uh, been working on that mostly, so we can't wait to get that out to you guys this late fall, early winter ish. All right, so thanks for rocking with us all this time. Uh, hey, let's get some housekeeping out the way. First of all, we want to plug a few of our sponsors. Sponsors, 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 sponsors. Hey, pay the bills, pay the bills. Pay the bills. First up on the docket, since be you. Yeah. All right, so we got big toe season. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Sorry, TG making me Okay, cool. Big toe seasoning is the best seasoning since Larry's with this array of blended seasonings to include Creole and salt free options. Big toe seasonings is your guide to family dinners, barbecues, game day, and seafood boils. Head over to bigtoeseasoning.com and use our promo code COMBATDIVAS10 to receive 10% off your order. All right. Next up on the docket is my daughter's tea house. T- my daughter's tea house is your home for tea blends, guys. If you're looking for help with weight loss, looking for a good detox, which I was looking for both, um, looking for energy, I'm always looking for energy, or you just need time to relax, head over to www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash M E D A R D A S tea house. And use promo code Combat Diva for 10% off your order. All right, and last but certainly not least, Wholeness Oasis is our urban holistic wellness boutique that we get all of our athletic wear as well as our products for hair and body. Head over to wholenessoasis.com and use our promo code Combat Divas and enjoy 15% off when you order $40 or more. All right, guys, happy shopping with us. Now, on today, uh, we were talking this, well, this past couple weeks, and we usually find ourselves in the conversation of being over it. Just like, you know what? I'm over 2020. (laughs) And there's a lot of other things that we are over this year. So today, we're going to do our top 10 countdown of things we are over this year. And we're going to call this episode, I'm Over It. (laughs) Because we basically are. We are over it. So number 10 for us is... We are over, well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go hard. We are, I'm over racism, okay? Now, it's the difference between being racist and being prejudiced. I firmly believe that most people have a prejudice somehow. You can maybe look at a black person and say, oh, I think they all eat chicken. Now, it's racist when you assume that I eat chicken because I'm <laughs> black and you use that to weaponize it against me. That is racist. But prejudice, I can understand. Or racist, though, man, you you dislike me because of the color of my skin. Or you feel like I'm less than you, you're superior than me because of the color of my skin. Or you like me as a person, but everybody else with my skin color, you don't really rock with. That's racist. Definitely. And I am so over it and so tired 
of seeing the racist community on all sides really come out and spew all this hate and and just violence and and I, I, I cannot stand it. It's pure ignorance at its best. Pure ignorance. And it's coming from a lot of the media. Uh, now, and you won't hear me just saying one side of the story. It's coming from your left liberal media and your conservative uh, right media. So both of them. Both of you guys are equally equally as guilty. Okay? Spreading all this hate and stuff like that. Look, if you don't like me because of the color of my skin, that's fine. You don't got to rock with me. You can be prejudiced a little bit, but you can't be racist. <laughs> we can be prejudiced a little bit. Yeah, but you, but you can't be right. Because we all got our prejudices. I mean, if the military taught us anything, it's that most people are prejudiced against are. you for some reason. Not just against blacks, but we do the same thing to Hispanics. We do the same thing to white people, etc. So, I mean, we all have our biases. But if, when we use those to weaponize hate and as a, as a fuel to hate against somebody, that's when we're doing it wrong. So, just my opinion on that. I'm over it, though. I'm over defending my blackness because... Racism exists and people are like, well, black people, I don't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. Number nine. So what I'm over is these goddamn masks. <laughs> oh my fucking, I'm so tired of these goddamn masks. I know it's supposed to uh, lower the numbers of, you know, spreading the virus and it's protecting us. It's protecting like everyone else around us, keeping your six feet six feet distance i get it i understand it but god damn i'm like I, i'm nostalgic for the for the days where i can just walk into the store and i don't have to run back and be like fuck i forgot my goddamn mask like i like i'm immediately exposed to the goddamn coronavirus i'm like oh my god it's wrong i'm like don't breathe don't breathe don't breathe run just get out the store run like and get your mask but then on top of that once you get your mask then you can't like you ask a question Nobody can understand you. You can't understand them. If you're talking to somebody over the phone with your mask on, it sounds like you're being kidnapped, like somebody putting a pillow over your face. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you find yourself pulling a mask back, like, hello? <laughs> Let me pull. And then you can't pull it down because people will automatically give you that fucking shocked face. This is true. Like, oh my God, she's going to get, like, <laughs> like I have coronavirus right across my head. Like she got it. So if you pull down a mask, I'm exposed. Or you're going to give it to me. So I want to be away Exactly. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's like, when you, <laughs> it's like, how do you do it when you, you cough? So you cough inside your mask. It's nasty though. Or if you, if you sneeze, that, that's, that's my thing. Like you sneeze, like, do I, can I, do I sneeze inside my mask? Or do I pull it down? Do I sneeze inside my shirt? Do I sneeze inside my elbow? Like, it's one of those things you really have to think about before. Then you have to think about what you eat. You really have to stay conscious of what you eat. Yeah. Because now you're wearing this mask for a, for a certain amount of time. you smelling your own onion breath, garlic breath, or whatever it is that you ate. Right. Like, it's just too, it's too much. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. The shit is hot. <laughs> I'm like, myself, I had an injury some months back, and I go through physical therapy. I have to have this mask on inside the hospital for like an hour. So it makes you conscious on like, okay, you're more breathable mask. I have the shit on my face. My face is losing weight because this fucking sweat <laughs> sweat my off. ass off. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm over the mask. I'm over it. Yeah. And this coming from a person who's had to wear a, a actual uh, 
CS gas or, or, or what's well, the, 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 uh, the C-burn gas? The, the mask. Uh, C-burn mask. What's it actually no, called? No, the gas mask. Gas mask. <laughs> I don't think it's it actually called a gas mask. The, yes. Is Well, I mean, uh, we, that's what we called it. Shit. But this coming from a person who's actually had to wear one of those. And you got to seal it. Like, it's not just like a regular mask. Like, you got to <laughs> seal a mask and then, like, and then try to <laughs> breathe through it. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard to do. I'm, I'm actually not effective in it, so... I've always <laughs> smelled CS gas because I can never seal my gas and my mask. And I always used to say mine was broken. It's broken. <laughs> no, it's not. You still know what you're doing. Oh, we still, we still got pictures of uh, TG being in distress with this damn mask. My like equipment never up. worked. <laughs> I'll never forget the day I'm like doing basic training. I'll, I feel like I almost suffocated myself in one of these masks because <laughs> we always had to be ready in case our drill sergeants uh, tossed the CS gas can or whatever. Like the yeah. no. The, the pep uh, what was that the uh, pepper spray or the uh, the, CS gas. the CS gas okay yeah, the so yeah peel. exactly yeah. so he'll toss it in the middle of our our campground so I always had to be ready but then I fell asleep with my mask oh my and God. <laughs> my my face fell on my on my arm oh my God. <laughs> and it started me I was like <laughs> <laughs> you almost died I'm up I'm up I'm up I'm up <laughs> That would have been a terrible way to go. They're like, why is she unconscious? I think she yes. passed out. And it would have been your fault, soldier, because you fell asleep on day. Man, it's it hard. It's hard. Like, it give me flashbacks. Put these fucking masks on. I get flashbacks. Yeah, that's why you. That's why you don't like the mask. Is you messed up. That's, that's exactly what it is. I'm traumatized. I almost died. I think in my mind you couldn't tell me I almost died. So I'm, I'm just saying. Number seven. What? Where we at? No, number, no, eight. Eight. number Sorry, eight. I'm number eight. I'm, cool. I'm at number eight. I am tired of these non-combat related deaths, okay, for military personnel. Fort Hood just needs to be just maybe reassembled. I, I don't know what has to happen. It's not just Fort Hood, actually. I'm sure there's other military bases that are experiencing this. We're just not talking about it. We haven't found out about it yet. It hasn't come out yet. But... The situation with uh, with Vanessa Gillian and and several other soldiers at this point is disgusting. I mean, it makes me sick to my stomach. I am so over reading about uh, soldiers who are, are non combat deaths that that have gone on in Fort Hood. I'm over it. Yes. So Fort Hood need to fix that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a solution right now. If you give me a couple of days, I could make one. <laughs> but right now, it's just. It's pitiful. It's out of control. And that baby girl was going to be 21 years old this year. And she did not make it to see her 21st birthday. It was a senseless death. So. Yeah, I'm like, I talked to a few people um, prior service that has done, um, you know, a couple of years at uh, Fort Hood. And uh, from what I get, people were saying, like, no, it's like the ghetto. Yeah. Like, and not in the sense of, like, you know, like the uh, urban sense of the ghetto. But, like, they have crime like high crime they have uh drugs they have like some type of gangs and everything happened i'm like are these the soldiers or are they allowing people to be on base or are these family members that's coming on base and causing trouble uh i'm like what is really going on and like you said it's not it can't it's probably not the only base but right now that's the one that's the most highlighted coming up out of texas and like in this year alone it's been about three like or four publicized deaths when they were looking for one soldier. It was looking for Vanessa Gillen, and they found 
the remains of another soldier. Ridiculous. That that was that was missing. That was counted as um, uh, AWOL. Exactly. But I'm like, or, or wait, no, what um, was it AWOL? Yeah, or they like can't abandon. Uh, well, AWOL. All of them. They, they if they can't if you don't show up to formation appearance for a couple of days, nobody looks for you or anything, which is mind boggling to me because even in the guard. Now we're in the guard, and and nobody. <laughs> Desert. She got. Des- oh, deserters. They were deserters. Thank, Thank you. you. We had our resident Desertus. expert here. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> they've been called deserters. I just think it's impossible because actually in the guard, and I don't know if it's just the units that I have been with, but if we had soldiers that did not show up to formation. We stopped them. Like we called. We called them. They didn't answer the phone. We would go to your house. Yes. And once we text you, I'm on my way. Most soldiers who I know at least six of them, I should have called your name out on the show. But most soldiers <laughs> who were just faking it, they at least hurry up and answer the phone like, no, you don't got to come. I'm okay. Uh, I'm going to the hospital because there's nothing really wrong with them. They were just missing drill, but they mm-hmm. made it up. And you can go to the doctor for anything. You can tell the doctor, oh, my back hurt. And the doctor yeah. say, okay, let me get you ibuprofen. <laughs> and then you miss drill. But whatever, as long as you're okay. It's unacceptable to not know where these soldiers are, what exactly. happened to them, and just... Just throw it up, chuck it up as a loss. Yeah, just, unacceptable. Just a wall and just leave it alone. What happened to accountability? As NCOs, we should care about our soldiers. They are like our children almost. Exactly. When we're, especially when we active duty, they were like my kids. I knew how many times my soldiers had a bowel movement sometimes. Oh my TMI. Yeah, that's, yeah, but I would know which of my soldiers was constipated, how they looked when they was, all type of stuff. How they looked when they was constipated. I was serious about my job. Um. I was serious about taking care of soldiers. That's the bottom line. And I wanted to make sure they was at their best because the last thing I need, one thing about soldiers are they're tricky. last thing I need is one of them to tell me they got to use the bathroom we're in the middle of a mission. It, it would drive me nuts. So, so you just was one of those ones to be like, hey, hey, pee. Like, yep. Uh, they, take a number two before you get on the road. Yep. Uh, uh, okay. Class one download. Everybody make sure we took care of that before we, before we got moving because you was not going to stop and do all that on my convoy. Okay. Right. Uh, in rent. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we basically we we kept up with our soldiers, pretty much, and that was the. I mean, that's part of the job. Exactly. I ain't gonna say that's your. That's one. You got one job. Now we got multiple, but that is the most important. Most important is to know where your soldiers are. If you are in leadership position, the key thing is who you leading, where your soldiers at. Exactly. So you have to know where they are. We will come to your house. We will send the police. We will call your mama. We will call your cousins. Your brothers, your aunties, your grandma—we calling yeah. every single person. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, social media stalk you. Yeah. We're gonna call you on, on Messenger. We're gonna call you on your Snapchat, Instagram, whatever you got. We're gonna look for you before we count you out as a deserter. Exactly. Now you still gonna get in trouble, but at least we know you're okay. Exactly. Yeah. So number seven. Go ahead, Bella. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, so my number seven was um, everything that's been happening this year is the riots and the looting. And not to be confused with protesters. Mm. So a lot of people like to lump it in. I'm like, I see a lot of uh, like my Facebook friends, they want to lump it in. It's like, no, those, those rioters, those looters. And it's like, no, you get those agitators that lump themselves in, mix, intermix in with the people that's peacefully protesting, and you get the people that riot, start breaking shit, and start yeah. looting shit, and it's just, it's not, it's not okay. That's not the way to get things done, and what I get most irritated about is people saying, oh no, fuck that property, they got insurance, and blah, 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 and it's like, 
insurance just in case something happens. I get that, but there's no need to continuously tear up your own shit to get your point across. And that's not and like, like I said, not to be confused with protesters because that's not what peaceful protesters do. They peaceful protesters, they will assemble. They may obstruct some traffic. Um, but they're generally yelling out, getting their message across, whether it be through social media, um, assembling peacefully, but I'm definitely over the riots and lootings because it's, it's not, it's not cause for, it's not going to get, to me, I don't feel like it's getting the, the message across because it just makes us look like savages and how they, how they approach protesters they approach them in a violent way because of the things that people in the mix into the protest and doing stupid shit. Now there it is. Now that's what I'm tired of. I'm tired of people intermixing all the all the various styles of protesting or all the various styles. Like I, I, the looting is bad. Don't get me wrong, but I do understand it. I'm not defending it, but I I get the anger. I also get that there are agitators in the midst. I don't think that any of these looters or any of the looting was intentional in the beginning. And we can't intermix just all protesting at the same. Well, peaceful protest is not burning this down. It's not burning. There have been strategically placed blowtorches, pallets of bricks, pallets of just different things. And we can't just, I know black people get blamed for Antifa a lot. But have you seen the recent people who were arrested for Antifa? None of them are black. <laughs> it's, like, exactly. it's like all middle-aged white women, unfortunately. And it's just, it just is what it is. A lot of those people are not black, the agitators. A lot of those Black Lives Matter protesters aren't really with Black Lives Matter. It's like me saying, oh, yeah, I support. Um, I, don't know, I, I couldn't think of a good example, but <laughs> I, I can't say I support something. But if my actions don't uh, back that up, then you can't take me seriously as some, as me supporting that. And a lot of times we, we, we tend to lump that all into one category. So I think we should try to, I don't know. Uh, divide it up. I'm over it too. I'm over being, I'm over just being black and walking into a place and everybody assumes that maybe I might tear it up or something like that. Like, I, I do want to kind of tear it up sometimes because you look at me that way, but it is not my, my first thought. And I'm over the, the looting as well. I agree with you about them. I'm over the rioting. I'm also over institutional racism and, oh my God. and how the structure is built. So this wouldn't have to happen if that wasn't happening. That was a catalyst. Man, so. that, that institution, yeah, that institutional racism and systemic racism, all that stuff. That's the that's a mouthful, and that would be a whole show in itself yeah. by itself because yeah. it, <laughs> we don't even have the time to really get into it. But we will make the time oh, yeah. to really break that shit down because it's it's a problem. Oh yeah, we will. We definitely will. You you can go live. Um, I'm over, and I'm, I think a lot of parents would would agree with me. Um, I am over, <laughs> and I, Tanisha be gotta be over it too. I'm over e-learning. I get the, I get the, the the principles behind it. I get that it's rough out right now, and we don't want the kids to go to school, and it's not safe, and blah. blah. I get it. However, <laughs> okay, <laughs> me teaching my child is different from a, a, a actual educated professional teaching my child. Like, they are trained to have the same patience that they just want me to just have already. I, I Unfortunately, because teaching never ends for the parent. So, after school is out, I'm st- they st- they still with me. You know, y'all get to send them back home, the teachers. They still with us. I know the teachers got it hard, too. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm kind of over e-learning. 
I'm over getting up at 8 o'clock, trying to teach her for four hours. Then she really don't understand what I'm talking about anyway. And then uh, after it's over, I still got to find time to make a snack. I still got to find time to make dinner. I still got to find time to get my own stuff done, do my own work. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, the uh, the teachers, I'm like, I know. They, like you said, they got it hard. It's, it's just unorthodox how they have it situated to where, where they have to really go completely online with their curriculum trying to keep all these children attention especially high schoolers to where you don't even know if they actually online they they <laughs> freeze framing pictures they're doc- right. docking up their backgrounds to say connecting to camera or unable to connect mm-hmm. they find in all these different technical ways to get out of e-learning or they'll take a picture of themselves hold the picture up yeah. and they're playing video games and it's so hard to force these kids to pay attention to something online as opposed to when they're online every single moment of the day on social media talking mm-hmm. to their friends gaming etc cetera, etc cetera. but i mean it's hard for the ones that's home having to help the kids and i don't know education is very important <laughs> so we we don't we don't mind but it's just like damn this is definitely not our wheelhouse we definitely yeah. didn't go to school for education this shit is really difficult. And me, I'm working from home. Uh, and then my son is doing the e-learning. And I can hear the teacher threatening the kids. <laughs> the teacher is threatening the kids. Ah. She was like, hey, hey, pay attention. Turn your camera on. Don't make me come to your house. I'm coming to your house. You want me to come to your house? And it's, it's crazy because it's like, it, I mean, really? Are you going to stop the whole class? Are you going to come to that one kid's house? Come on. Like, you, you're bluffing. You're I, bluffing. I, I looked at her. I, I got in the camera. I looked at her. I'm like, she lying. She ain't finna, <laughs> you ain't going to do it. <laughs> I bet you're going to do it. I mean, I'm on mute when I'm doing it because she don't uh, hear me. But I'm right. just saying, they got to mute the kids. You got people in the background, babies crying on the other end. So... The other people is not being very uh, courteous. They being very rude with their backgrounds yeah. for everybody else learning. They back there, uh, dogs barking. They cooking food. They yelling and cussing out the other kids. <laughs> it's too much. It's just too yeah, much. Yeah, it's just too much going on in the backgrounds. The women walking around in panties and robes and got <laughs> titties hanging. It's, it's <laughs> men are walking around. They got on drawers. They don't put on no shirts. It's just awkward. <laughs> It's awkward for everybody, it's and just, it's not okay. Parents don't know how to mute. They just saying anything Man. in the background. It, it's a lot going on. Kids getting Eli. abused online. Pay attention. They getting hit in the back of the fucking it's, head. It's like it's, it's it's too much. It's and I was so, probably one of the parents that almost hit my son in the back of the head, but I know better to go see, out of the frame. Somebody should call me. I gotta go that. out of frame. No, I gotta go out of frame. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. they just need a little, you know, a little pop. You know, I mean, to get their attention span going. But I mean, whatever. Uh, I just I think that I agree. I, I think that both the teachers and the parents have it hard and. Hopefully, we're all over this e-learning, um, but I understand the health risk involved. And I, I support everybody's decision to do what they want to do for their kids. But when they open the school back up, my kid is gone. So, judge me if you want. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel you. Uh, however, uh, my mom, oh my God. <laughs> she the, She's part of that generation that's so freaking judgmental. She's, she's part of the baby boomer. <laughs> So this is her. She's so paranoid about the coronavirus. She was like, anybody that send their kids to school, they just don't want their children no more. They just want their children to just get sick and just die. 
Or they want their kids to come back and and get the virus and come back and kill everybody in the house. So if you don't want your kids, just send them to school. I'm like, oh my God, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Paranoid much? I was like, why are you judging these parents? Right. I'm like, if there's not a threat and they're going through all the proper precautions, sanitation, as far as keeping the kids' hands clean, making sure they use hand sanitizer, the kids are wearing their mask, and then they also are taking their temperature. Teachers are taking the temperatures. They're also getting tested for the virus as well. Like, they're doing all these precautions to keep the kids as safe as possible. So I'm like, what's the problem, lady? She's whatever you know what she don't want to do it it's not my business now <laughs> it's not your business <laughs> you just made it your business <laughs> she just going over everybody oh else my God. Like, it's not my business to call all the parents a piece of shit you don't <laughs> want your kids you want your kids to die it's not my business though i mean you know each his own you know but I, i'm just saying that's for my child that's that's what happened education is important i can only teach her so much and kids learn different from others than they do from their own parents so true, i mean true it, if you want to know parents where your kids solely listen to you, I, I, I applaud you. But that's just not me. So, there you mm. go. Well. That's my transparent moment for the day. <laughs> what you got, about? Okay, so wait. What number are we on? Uh, are we number five? five yes. Okay, so number five. So, my number five of one thing that I'm over. <sighs> please, please, please don't be mad. But I'm so fucking tired of being woke. <laughs> I'm like, being woke, it's... It's exhausting. I'm tired. I'm tired of being woke. I'm tired of seeing everything. I'm tired of knowing everything. And that's, I mean, I get it. I know how that sounds like. No, you can never be tired of knowing. You can never be tired of seeing. You can never be tired. It's like because you're learning new things. You got to learn something. You're learning something new every single solitary day. But the things that we're learning, especially now in 2020, how, uh, you know, as far as the police brutality, the the open racism, like the politics Mm -hmm. of it all, like the elections the 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 people dying in the streets the people getting shot and just the news just being oversaturated with all the the talk about the virus and it's just it's just like a system overload and having to be defending your point online in person like me i'm still i'm still serving so you have to dial it down to what you talk about as far as politics concerning our commander in chief and people want to have these hard conversations they want to have these awkward ass conversations and one of my battle buddies was talking to me about it earlier today to where they wanted they brought up george floyd they brought up the brianna taylor they brought up um damn it i'm sorry please forgive me if i if i forget some things but those are the ones that's kind of like etched into my brain because those are by far the very most recent and they want to have these conversations, but they want to go to the narrative that they want to believe mm. to be true. They want to go into after the fact, the record and what these people were into, right. what type of anxiety <laughs> these people have, what yeah. type of drugs or what their spouses or boyfriends or et cetera, what they were into right. after what was done to them. So it's like now I have to have these conversations with people to where they're trying to justify the freaking heinous act mm. that went down just to justify what happened. I'm like, th- there's no justification for all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely right. And I'm like, now I have to be woke. I got to know how many shots, when did it happen, body cams, and blah, blah, blah. I got all, all this the stuff. And it's just 
Like, damn. I'm like, you mourning one person and you can't even finish mourning or just be in that moment, moment mourning mm-hmm. that person before another person mm-hmm. is being taken Absolutely. down, be it police brutality or um, over policing or someone just someone in the neighborhood being yeah. shot down. Like it's just so much. And if it's not that, it's learning the news of one of your friends or family members having the actual virus, yeah. um, scared of the unknown, praying mm-hmm. that they get themselves through it mm-hmm. and learning to deal with it if and when they don't recover from it. Absolutely. So now you have to go and bury a loved one in this this pandemic society, having to keep still keep social distance when it's your natural nature to be hug there. Yeah. and be there and be in that space and have that closeness. So Absolutely. it's like... It's so much being woke right now. It's just you, you're, you're tired. Your soul is tired. Your mind is tired. Everything yeah. is just tired. And that's, I'm over it. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that 100%. It's, it's just difficult being woke on all sides. Even just seeing how everything is playing out. Watching a, a city that's on a, a, a powder keg and watching just people just poke at it. Like Chicago, for example. And I watch people just poke at it, poke at it, poke at it, poke at it until like there's rioting or uprising and so forth. But like I can clearly see how we got there, like how that happened. And I just think it's just being woke is tiresome, period. And it's tiring on our our black friends. And yeah, I'm over it. I I agree with you. I am over it. It's too much. Number four, I am also over double standards. Like... And it wasn't like something I originally had on my list, but it's something that I thought about and I really wanted to just touch on it really quickly. And as as we know on this show, um, we have a very heavy female perspective, clearly. Um, And I'm I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the, uh, you know, people not acknowledging the, 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 the female as the veteran, you know, Oh, who's the veteran? You know, I still get that. Um, I'm over the uh, disparity in sexuality, whereas a, a, a man can pretty much do what he wants. And the, the one, if a woman expresses her sexuality at all, she's a whore, she's a thigh, she's no good, she's all, all of the above. Um, I'm, I'm tired of people using the narrative that uh, men are, are just, you know, downtrodden and treating like, you know, they're the lesser and blah, blah. Look, men have been treated well, okay? In in yeah, general, throughout the time, you, me and, I, I've seen I've seen a post today that made me think about this. Somebody saw uh, Meg Thee Stallion was on Saturday Night Live, and she did a she did a performance, and within that performance, she took a moment to you know talk about uh, you know equality for women, kind of you know more so respecting black women, and then she went back to her performance, her song. So they was like, oh wow, so how can Meg Thee Stallion ask for? Uh, justice and equality and to be respected and then she went on performing and dancing and, 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 and doing dance moves that's shaking her booty. Look, it's it's fine. Her her th- th- Those are two different things. Her wanting to be respected and her dressing like she wanted. It doesn't matter. I don't care if she, nothing is asking for it. Nothing means that she's just, you know, she lacks respect because of how she dresses. Because a guy can dress however he wants. If you want to put on cowboy boots, fine. If you want to put on gym shoes, fine. Whatever you want to do and whatever you want to put on is fine for you. So I just think there's a big double standard. Of course, we all know. And it continues to go on. And we continue to ignore that that women are, are, are treated less than or treated as if they're inferior 
to uh, the male population. It's, it's exactly. getting out of hand. There's still a big disparity. And if we don't see that, if we don't acknowledge that, then we're living on a rock somewhere. I think that it's always been out of hand. True. Always. Facts. Like, these are the men that they make the laws, they break the laws, they, you know, they're seemingly the controllers of it all, at least Facts. at least openly the controllers of it all. Facts. And it's irritating, especially coming from, like, the black woman's perspective to where we feel like we are the most, you know, disrespected and unprotected. Oh, my. And just, you know, judging off the Meg Thee Stallion situation where... You know, she was shot by a man. She wasn't yeah. armed. And everyone wants to be like, well, not everyone. I'm sorry. Um, but the people, like, especially the comments that I see online. Oh, she's bigger than him. And he was trying to get her <laughs> up off of him. And they were fighting and she was getting the best of him. Or yeah. she was busy. She was doing this. She was doing that. And everything turned out to be, you know, victim blaming, blaming her. And he gets to go online and drop some type of weird ass fucking comeback music uh, talking about the whole situation. And everybody is streaming him and like, man, I know what he did to her, but yeah. he go hard. That's what we go back to being. We always. Damn, we not, we not protected. You can't even, you can't even mute this dude. You can't always. even cancel this dude. And I know we talked about cancel culture in our previous shows, but like. Some things warrant a person being canceled to be to to just drop completely out of sight due to their you know their behavior mm -hmm. and it's just I'm I'm over it too. The, I totally it's, agree. I'm it's like just, it's time for them to start you know standing standing up for us and I know we strong we can stand up for ourselves just like men can stand up for themselves but goddamn we stand up for men all the fucking time right we, we, we just want somebody to have our back every now and man now. like i know you know night shining armor or whatever that's some like some old school shit or whatever but still can we can we get that can we okay. can we get that mutual respect can we be protected the same way that we protect men because we're that. always protecting men be it from the damn Court system, yeah, jail system, yeah. the streets, home life, school life. We we always in protection mode, mm -hmm. and that's just not our that's not our job. I know we women as the the nurturers and the caregivers and everything like that, but shit, we need that too. Yeah, we need the protection too. I what started this is I, I saw a post and, and and a lot of men have have co-signed this. Man-made cars, man-made planes, man-made boats. What did women do? What? <laughs> why did why did so many men feel like that was appropriate to share? I was like, yeah, that's right. What did women do? What? It's like it's stop me. it. Stop it. First of all, <laughs> stop it. Okay, because <laughs> that was unacceptable to share. So anyway, I'm just tired of. The, I'm over the the double standards. I'm over it. Yeah. Go ahead, Tanisha B. Number three. Number three was oh number three. What I'm over is these kids nasty ass attitudes <laughs> and i'm like i don't know the attitude's always been out of control but this pandemic and you spending a whole hell of a lot more time with your kid or your kids or everyone in your household but most importantly these damn kids mm -hmm. they want to be on their video games all goddamn day they want to mm -hmm. watch tv all goddamn day and they don't want to listen they got attitude when you tell them to do shit like especially with and then also with that e-learning that's because it's part of the e-learning they don't want to go to school now right even if it's just literally coming from their room to sit down in front of a damn laptop mm -hmm. they just got these nasty ass 
attitudes, like in the way they respond. I yeah. talk to my son, I'm like, hey, yes, mom. <laughs> like, whoa, first of all, who who are you talking yeah, to? Attitudes. Or feel entitled to where he comes and was like, um, you were supposed to make me breakfast. <laughs> what the fuck? Do I work for you? <laughs> when did I work for you? Am I on your uh, payroll? I had to ask him. I'm like, do I work for you? <laughs> no, mom. Then you need to ask for breakfast. Like, if you're hungry, you can say, hey, mom. I'm hungry. Mom, can you help yeah. me fix a bowl of cereal? Or mom, hey, can I have this for breakfast? Or can you help me make this for breakfast? Because my son is much older now. Yeah. And he's becoming more independent. But I'm like, he can he can make the shit that he like. He can pop a bag <laughs> of popcorn in a goddamn microwave. Right. No problem. But you coming down and demanding breakfast. Like, who, who raised you? Yeah, I, I raised you. But right. I did force some goddamn manners in there. Some fucking where. Right. Exactly. I'm like, I wanted to go off, but I had to be like, all right. First oh, of all, who do you think you're talking to? Like, right. it's, it was calm, but the words. Like, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> you know? Right. I call your name, and it's what? Oh. I couldn't say oh. that shit to my mom. Oh. Oh. I couldn't say <laughs> that shit to my dad growing up. What? <laughs> I'm on your little fucking friend. Like, you always got cussed <laughs> out. I try not to cuss my kid out. Right. I'm like, I try not to be my parents, but then as I got older and I'm raising my child, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. You're right. I'm over it. I I agree. I have a a, a little, that she just four, but every now and then, her attitude comes out. It's like, what? (laughs) Were you born with these things? Like, how do do these attitudes develop in the first place? So, uh, I agree. I'm over it. I'm over the attitudes. I'm also over, I'm over <laughs> all, number two, all things coronavirus, okay? Ooh, I, Lord. I recently had a, a death in the family uh, from the coronavirus, so uh, really fuck the coronavirus at this point. And I am overhearing constantly about the coronavirus. I am overhearing constantly about the death toll. I am over it being, you know, taken as if it's not an, an actual virus or if it's a hoax or you know, it's just it's just made up. I mean, it's a real virus. Do I believe that it was uh, some sort of conspiracy? Sometimes, but I, it is a real virus. It's a real thing, and it's really uh, hurting people. And for people to take advantage of it, for just you know, people to use it as a as a crisis to to uh, make money off of, it's yeah, terrible. It's a lot and, of scams. Yeah, I'm just I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of this pandemic. I'm I'm over. I'm over this, and I'm over the American people because uh, Americans are really the only ones who have such a big issue um, in our country with this virus. A lot of other countries have gotten it under control, yeah. to include China. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what are we doing wrong, which I know what we're doing wrong. I, I know, I know what the problem is. Yes, I'm just trying to figure out how we couldn't get this under control, and it's it, it's been all year. I mean, since what, March, February? Yeah. Well, really, it started last year. When they shut down the whole world. They shut down the whole world in like uh, around March, mid-March, mid to late March. And it's October now. And we're we're really not that far ahead of where we were in March. We we started to open things back up, but we're still not that far ahead. Neither are we that close to formulating what would be a vaccine. So yeah. and uh, several people will not get the vaccine because they think this whole thing is conspiracy somehow. They and think it's like, against us somehow. And I, I can't blame them. I, I can get how people feel that way. I can. I'm like, I, I can understand because it just seems like it just came out of nowhere. And then we also know that 
we've been told from different healthcare facilities or people that work for healthcare um, saying that they doctor some of the numbers to get more funding. And I understand, but the way you, when you continue to doctor numbers yeah. that is, you know, showing the inaccurate growth of this virus, it's, is keeping us behind because yeah. now we don't know for sure. Are, are we really getting a handle on it at this point? Is it really a hoax? Right. But we see honest. that it's not because we know personally known people who've had it, yeah. recovered from it, and people who've had it and succumbed to the virus in itself. So yeah. it's and then on top of that, right now our you know our commander our commander in chief also has been <laughs> diagnosed with the coronavirus they say ale- look allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> that his he words. has his words the right that he has the coronavirus and people think that's the hoax and then i've seen some <laughs> some comments that i won't repeat online concerning this person having it because and the thing is people say possibly karma because he was one of the ones that says, China, China. <laughs> and, oh, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. And he took the mask as it being a joke. And, which I find it to be wrong, because you're saying the mask is the thing that keeps us from spreading the virus. But if we have the leader at the very top not taking wearing a mask seriously, it trickles down because it's like the America, like the American people are like, like little, like little, little children, like little yeah, sponges, they're and they're absorbing, and they're yeah. right, impressionable, yeah. and they're like, well, if my, if, if he says that he's not wearing it, mm-hmm. and he's okay, then I don't have to wear it either, and it's like lead by example, and yeah. we haven't <clears throat> been seeing it, so I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I, I, I'm over it, and and speaking of the commander in chief, well, we both tied for number one, number one, 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 one. Yeah. I am over. Politics, politics right now i am yes. over this presidential campaign oh my god it, it, it cannot happen fast enough right now i it's one month from now a little bit under a month from today yes and i am so ready for it to happen if i hear one more campaign lie <laughs> one more this person look I, the country i feel like the country can do better joe biden is 77 years old he'll be 78 in november donald trump is 74 years old is this the best we could do? Yes. It's not. Yeah. It can't be because we have a, we actually we have a different candidate who I'm not endorsing her right now, but she actually has a lot of great things to say, and if she is worth the research. If we have time, you should look up the Libertarian candidate. She actually has a lot of great things to say. She actually has a lot of good things to offer, and uh, she's offering a change other than uh, the 77 year old and the 74 year old. Who are now battling for the title of president of the United States? It is getting out of hand. Okay, the presidential debate was a debacle, uh, to say the least, and it's been like that. On, I, I would have rather read their Twitter remarks than to watch that debate. I would oh rather I rather read Trump's uh, President Trump's Twitter and then former Vice President Biden's Twitter than to uh, actually watch the. It, Saturday Night Live did it best. I would have to say they did a good job. They definitely did at mocking the the Jim Carrey. Really showed up as Joe Biden. I had to give him credit. I laughed until I was in tears. It was so funny, partially because it was true. It's like one of those things. It's funny because it's true. It's one of those things. 
And I am over all things politics. I am over us just focusing on a presidential election when Congress and the Senate, I mean, the Senate and the House are so important. Like, those people are up for election as well. And this is not a political podcast, don't get me wrong, but I have to address it because we are a a cultural podcast. So we still keep relevant with things that are going on in our culture. And right now, this election is going on in our culture. And if we don't pay attention to what's going on in our local government, in our house, and in our Senate, those are the ones. They, those are the people who make the laws. They really are the neck of this country. Yes, the yes. president is the head, but they are the neck. They just they have a big say on how this country goes. So we have all these eighty and ninety year old um, uh, people sitting in, in office that's been sitting there for the past fifty three oh years. Oh my God! I mean, I, I'm not telling you who to vote for. But Dick Durbin been sitting in office for I don't know how long. I mean, I was in Pampas when Dick Durbin, before all that, when Dick Durbin went in office. So then that's for Illinois, Illinois alone. I'm just saying, I'm over all things politics. I'm over it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with, I'm like, I'm not an ageist, not at all. But when you look at the I'm age, when you look at the age of people that's in our government that's making all the decisions for the American people. It's like, it wouldn't hurt to have people in there that's at, at the very least 55 yeah. and younger, at least between the ages of 32 and 55. Can yeah. we get some young blood? Because we have, the reason why the country is being ran the way it is, is because we have these much older people running the country on old ideals and the old way of living. And it's still trying to force it and make it work in this completely changed society. Things wasn't the same as it is 10 years ago and 10 years before that and 10 years before that. Like things has been constantly moving. But when you have a a band of people that's trying to force things to stay the same, Mm -hmm. you get a broken system. And the system is... broken that's what and, we are and we're tired we're tired of it and then like going back to the to the presidential debate oh my god it was a shit show <laughs> what a debacle it was a shit show i'm like in my i'm like i'm only 35 and i've never seen anything like it and i've been here for the last what four four maybe five presidential mm-hmm. elections I seen when uh, you know George W came into office. Mm-hmm. I seen when uh, Barack Obama came into office twice. So I seen the reign of George W twice, mm-hmm. Barack Obama twice, mm-hmm. and right now you know the one that's there now. <laughs> the one that's there Mr. now, Mr. Trump. So yes, that guy. Speedy so, recovery, man. It's spe- yeah. Uh, pr- prayers to the coronavirus. No, <laughs> no, I was just just you know whatever. Just jokes. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen. I'm like not seen some 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 underhanded sneaky things about how George W. Bush against Al Gore, how he got into office. I seen that firsthand where the the ballots just came up missing Florida, right? All this. I'm like I've seen it, but the debates. I've never seen a level of of juvenile um, juvenile unprofessional wow. it was it was a mess on both, on both on both sides, sides. I at first i was it. like it's one thing we know who's who's in office now and how he's been handling things the things that he says the cyber bullying the, yeah. the name calling yeah. 
But then you also have the other presidential elect say that he was a clown. God, I've a never clown. seen anything the, like it. Him shut up. He's on the shut up. Like it, it, it was, was like I thought I was watching like two eight year olds fighting over toys and trying to get their word in and telling yeah, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it really sounded like that. It was I, crazy. I, I hope we can do better with the vice president election, but. That presidential election, and at this point, I mean, we see how important the vice president is because, you know, President Trump now is is ill, and Joe Biden is seventy seven. So you know, <laughs> anything can happen anytime. Not, not wishing anything on Biden. No, I'm just saying Kamala is young enough where you know she can kind of, as, as Saturday Night Live loves to tell us, <laughs> um, that she can kind of figure it out where you know actually get with the wave and, and figure out what's best for our country yeah. now. Not what's best for our country. And when we're talking about young, young blood, and that's what we're pretty much talking about. We yeah. need more. I'm not endorsing more. Kamala either. I'm no. just, this is just me talking about it. We're just saying that we need fresh blood. Yeah. We need, we need newer, new eyes. blood, fresh set of eyes, fresh set of new ideals, fresh set of plans yeah. on how <laughs> to run this America. Yeah. I mean, know? I'm just saying, and we, we hard on Kamala, you know. Because at first we were trying to figure out if she was black or not and all this other stuff. And then, you know, we, we held her feet to the fire for being the attorney general and all this. And it, it was just a bit much. And I just think politics is the only thing that you can go into where, especially if you're a woman, you have to be perfect in every way in order to run for office. Now, to me, yeah, it's okay if they have problems. But if you're a woman, especially a woman of color, uh, you have to be perfect. You have to be able to defend yourself in every way. You can't, you can't have done no wrong. Actually, to enter political office, but it is it is it is just <laughs> mind blowing to me. But yet these men, it's if they've done something as as young as like, when they were in college at nineteen and twenty years old, they're kids. They're, they were kids. They're changed. <laughs> they have changed, and they're kids. not that same person that they are today. Yeah. They stand before you today, rehabilitated and a whole new person, and they've been living their life. On a straight path for the last twenty years and blah blah yeah. fucking blah. I'm over but it. But if a, if she <laughs> yeah. if a, if a female in politics and I seen what they did to um damn it I can't remember her name now because um, uh Cassio was it Cassio uh, what they did to her they painted her as this party girl like and, they, and this was in her younger years yeah like oh no she's a party girl you can't take her seriously and blah 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 and she she was just on the roof. Of like a building making a dance video, yeah. something that's just so so innocent. People yeah. act like they don't dance. Like oh, dance? We don't dance. <laughs> we don't listen to music. Take we don't have fun. We just sit dance. in our library in front of a fireplace and read books all fucking day, yep. which is a lie. Because in the closet of most of these men in government, they got whores falling out of their closet. They have illegitimate <laughs> children falling out of their closet, oh, God, and all, all these things that can be kept under wraps. Got to make it go away, and they make it go away. But a female, oh my God, from birth. She has to be perfect all the way up until the time she's running for political office. It is. It that is. ties into the double standard, and it also is straight up politics today. So you can tell that we're over it. So the, this is our, our rant for for today. Okay. I, we're, we're over uh, all things 2020, um, but especially these top 10 things that we described. Let us know what you are over this. this if you think we hit the nail on the head, like, oh, yes. We're over all those things. Yes. And uh, we saw some, we went live today. We saw some Facebook live comments, so we appreciate them. Um, so let us know 
how you think about this episode and what you are over. Tanisha B., how can they you can reach, reach us? us at our website, combatdivaspodcast.net. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Combat Divas Podcast and Twitter at Combat Divas Pod One for all of the updated information on our book. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter to stay current on special deals and updates. Combat Divas, stomp your left, right, left. Combat Divas.